Welcome to the FitPro Podcast, a brand new initiative from FitPro for forward-thinking professionals who want the latest information while on the move. We hope you enjoy this week's pod, and for further information about today's podcast, head over to our social media pages and start the conversation. And to offer feedback and suggestions for future podcasts, get in touch with us at publish at fitpro.com. Hello, this is Stephen Tong, one of your UK Viper Master Trainers. I'm a personal trainer based in Nottingham, England. I've been a personal trainer pretty much my whole working career, and I've taken a special interest in human movement and improving human movement. I've had a real strong influence in my career from the likes of Gary Gray and the Gray Institute, who I do think do fantastic work. I've also been influenced by people like Ian O'Dwyer and Rodney Korn and the PTA Global team. And I've also been a huge fan of Michelle Delcour, uh, the inventor of the Viper. And I remember in FitPro in Loughborough when Michelle first released the Viper and he gave us a little video taster of, of what he'd invented and how he'd been using it and how excited I was at seeing that. And I could not wait to get my hands on the Vipers at all. Today's podcast is a little bit about lifting and shifting. So it's another way of applying the Viper into your training programs and to try and give you a bit of inspiration to some different ways of using the Viper. So the first thing I want to try and do is help you understand what lifting and shifting is. And this is not solely for use with the Viper. You can also lift and shift with other tools, medicine balls, kettlebells, cables, resistance bands, all of those tools can work in a similar pattern and manner for lifting and shifting techniques. So what am I referring to when I say lifting and shifting? Well, if you can visualize lifting is when you're moving something vertically through and against a gravitational field. So you are lifting up and you're resisting and decelerating movement downwards in a vertical fashion. That's how we would define what lifting is. So for example, if we were to do a clean and a press with a barbell or a dumbbell, that would be a straightforward lifting pattern. Shifting is different to that. Shifting moves horizontally through the gravitational field. So we don't have any vertical movement here. The tool is moving vertically it could be left to right, it could be forwards and backwards, but the key thing is it's staying at the same verticality and it's moving through that, ver- that horizontal field of gravity. So with lifting, you're obviously working against load, accelerating away from the gravitational pull and decelerating as it comes back down. So you're working through that vertical load and that's really going to help stimulate muscle, fascia, all the soft connective tissues It's going to really help you to enhance power development, transfer of power from the lower body and into the upper body. With shifting, it's more about stability. So as I'm reaching and I'm working left to right or forwards and backwards with my shift patterns, then it's very much about stabilizing my trunk and keeping my posture upright, maintaining my spinal position, the stability of my shoulders and my elbows and my wrists as I reach out. So it's very much switching on those stabilizing muscles in the trunk and also in the extremities as you start to reach further away from your spine and increase the leverage and the force that your your body's experiencing. So lifting and shifting do have slightly different effects on the body. So if you're going to try some lifting and shifting patterns, then ideally you want to do some prep before you do that. You should, of course, warm up before you begin any lifting and shifting type movement. Because a lot of the exercises that I do for lifting and shifting involve a lot of shoulders, I'm going to base this 
podcast around some of the exercises that I do, such as the Viper Lateral Shift or the Viper Clean and Press or the Viper Halo, which are very much lifting and shifting patterns, but they're all very shoulder orientated. So a lot of the prep that I do for this is based around the shoulders as well. Usually when I'm prepping for lifting and shifting, I do have a heavy concentration on the thoracic spine. I want to try and open up the chest, the shoulder girdle, so we can get maximal range of motion out of the shoulder joints themselves. If we have a too much of a forward flex position, that can limit range of motion at the shoulder. So by really opening up the T-spine and trying to get three-dimensional movement in that area, in that thoracic spine, that can really help benefit us by giving us more range of motion at the shoulder and making it safer to do our exercises and more effective to do our exercises. So when I'm doing my prep, quite often I would start by doing flexion and extension exercises for the mid-back. I would do lateral flexion to the left and lateral flexion to the right. And I'd do left rotation and right rotation all for that kind of mid-spine. And of course, you can make that still a global movement pattern. It can still be a whole body motion, but that's what I'm targeting. That's my thought process when I'm picking the exercises. Can I get flexion extension, right and left lateral flexion, and left and right rotation into that warm-up prep program? You do have to do some lighter work as well uh, to help prep the stabilizing muscles of the shoulders and the hips. So I would probably do some similar movement patterns to the ones that I'll do in the main workout, but I would start with a smaller range of motion. I would start with a lower level Viper, so a lighter Viper, and I'll do that more of a controlled speed. So over time, as you go through the drill, you'll then want to steadily grow the range of motion. So you grow the range of motion systematically. The load would probably stay the same for the prep drills, but would probably increase the speed. So in fact, the load that you experience does increase, even though the weight itself is staying the same. The increase in speed will give you greater momentum that you have to then try and control, accelerate and decelerate. So the load that your body experiences does change. Once you've done your prep work, then you can start to build your exercises into your main workout. And there's a couple of ways you could do this. You could do this by creating a a lifting and shifting circuit where you have between four and six exercises and you spend a set amount of time or repetitions on each one and you work around a little circuit. Or you can combine those exercises with more traditional exercises. So you could do a superset. For example, I might want to do a shoulder press and then I might want to do a lateral shift in combination with that. So we're getting a full shoulder workout, both in terms of strength and focus on brute strength but then in terms of stabilization as well so it gives you a good all-round balanced approach so what kind of exercise am i talking about here well let's have a look at some simple exercises that we can use for lifting and shifting patterns if i were to give you three examples of some exercises that I might use in a workout the first one could be for example a dumbbell front raise now the manner in which i'd do this would be to make it as functional as possible I would do the dumbbell front raise as what I'd call a leave and retrieve drill. So I'd begin with the dumbbells on the ground and these would be light to medium dumbbells. And then I would start with the feet together on the spot and then step toward the dumbbells. So I'm taking a lunge in the direction of the dumbbells. From then I've got my split stance position. I'm then going to bend through the knees, pick the dumbbells up from the floor and then with straight arms, I'm going to drive the dumbbells up over my head and then I'm going to bring them all the way back down with straight arms and return them to the ground. 
and then reverse my lunge back to the starting point. So I'm essentially stepping out, I'm doing my front raise with the dumbbells, returning them and then stepping back. And then all I'm trying to do is just keep an awareness of the quality of movement whilst I do that. So can I maintain a nice healthy spine position by ensuring that my knees bend? Can I maintain good length on my arms so that I'm getting good leverage onto my shoulders and loading my shoulders well? And then can I return that safely? And that can be done in any direction. So we could lunge forwards, we could lunge to the side, we could lunge into rotation. And that works very well as an all-round strength and exercise, but there's a big focus, as you can see, on the shoulders. If we was doing it as a circuit, that'd be a great start. If we was doing it as a superset, that would work fantastically well in combination with a shoulder press, for example. So you could combine that with a military press uh, to create a great superset example there. Another example I might give for a specific shifting pattern would be a power bag lateral shift. So if you can imagine I've got the handles of the power bag and I'm holding the power bag at shoulder height, what I would then do is I'll take a step to my right and I would shift the power bag to my right side so I'm reaching my right arm as straight as possible and really taking that force away from my spine. The greater the distance you can achieve, the more stability you're going to have to try and find. So the stabilizing muscles have to really work. What I'm going to do then is return. So I'm going to draw the bag back toward my spine, still keeping it at shoulder height, and then bring my feet back together on the spot. And then I can go ahead and repeat that to the left side. So I'm going to take a big step to the left, shift my left hand out. So I'm reaching that power bag as far over to the left as I can without losing any height on it, and then bringing it all the way back. So I'm trying to maintain that horizontal level, almost like you're sliding the bag across a shelf from the left to the right. It doesn't lose any verticality, it maintains its level, and that's where the challenge lies in a shifting drill. So that could work really well as a second exercise in a circuit. And again, that could also be a really good combination exercise for a superset with the shoulders, such as an upright row technique with barbells or a cable. For a third exercise example, we're going to look at a classic Viper exercise, which is the Viper Shovel Drill. The Viper Shovel Drill is a bit of a lift and a bit of a shift. So if you're familiar with the Viper education, sometimes we combine those two words and we call it a schlift. So a schlift is where we've got a diagonal movement, which is coming across the body and it's both moving through gravity and upwards or downwards within the verticality of gravity as well. So you have this diagonal movement which goes from high to low. That's what we would call a schlift. So with the shovel drill, we're do doing just that. I'm starting with the Viper, let's say up over my right shoulder. And for this would usually use a shovel grip. And I'm then gonna take a big step to my left. And as I do that, I'm taking the Viper across and downwards to the low part of my left side of my body. So we've got this big diagonal shift from my upper right shoulder where my hands are overhead, coming all the way across my body to my lower left hip where the Viper then finishes. And then we try and use momentum to spring back and return back to that start position. So the shovel drill is a very dynamic drill and it can be done with various foot patterns. So for example, you could have static feet or you could have stepping feet or you could have shuffling feet. So some lots of variations we could apply to that shovel drill, but this is a fantastic drill for shoulder stability and also for core stability as well. It requires a lot of strength and a, and a lot of control. It's very good for teaching you how to control acceleration and deceleration.
So the shovel drill would be a fantastic addition to, again, a lifting and shifting circuit. But you could also apply that into a shoulder workout again. So we might want to combine that with some lateral or frontal raises or another shoulder exercise of your choosing. And again, that would work really well as a superset to create a good all-round lifting and shifting slash shoulder workout. So you can see how you might build some lifting and shifting exercises into your session. What about if you had to adapt your exercises for different levels? So let's take the example of we're training two different males. One of them is a 16-year-old basketball player and the other one is a 60-year-old fisherman. So they've both got very different needs and very different abilities. So the key things that you would need to change to adapt to their level are, first of all, the load. So you'd want to pick the right weight for that person. So for the 16-year-old basketball player, we want to try and pick them a challenging weight. We want to try and find them a weight where they can perform the number of repetitions required, but they're not going to fatigue and lose the quality of motion. The same is required of the 60-year-old. We want to try and find a weight that's challenging, but it's likely that that weight is going to be slightly lighter if he's not as strong as his younger counterpart. So we could essentially have them doing the same workout, but with different Viper loads, and that could be enough to adapt the level for them. Another thing we could change is we could change the range of motion. So we could reduce the range of motion for our more senior client to make it easier to try and control quality of movement. So we're not going to see any breaking down in positioning. And we could increase the range of motion for our younger counterpart so that they have more of a challenge and it gets their heart rate to a higher level. So adapting range of motion is a really quick and easy way to try and control intensity. And if you see movement quality breaking down to try and control that and bring the movement quality back. Finally, the last thing we could adapt is we could adapt the speed. So we could have the young counterpart working much faster. So it becomes very much more dynamic and more sport-like. And the senior trainer working with a little bit more slow, controlled speed. And so we don't get the heart rate as high and we can concentrate on quality of motion again and getting the technique right. So you can see just using load, using range of motion and using speed, we can really control how and adapt how we work with different individuals even if we are in the same circuit or performing the same workout that's one of the beauties that I like about Viper there's so many variables that you can use you can literally adapt for anyone in front of you and even with a lightweight you can give the fittest people the best of workouts providing you've got the imagination and the structured freedom of the programming to be able to do that I hope you've got something from this short podcast and I've inspired you to try a little bit of lifting and shifting Thank you very much for listening and I would encourage you, please do go and give it a try. Thank you. For more information about FitPro education and for details on FitPro membership and insurance, you can visit us at fitpro.com. We hope you enjoy today's podcast and see you next time.